everybody, welcome to another episode of Two Strike Noise, your pretty much weekly baseball history podcast. <laughs> We're, we'll get back on our regular schedule soon here, but uh, I'm one half of the show. My name is Jeff. Joining me as always, fresh off of his uh, second or third all-star appearance. I'm not sure which one it is, but it's my co-host, Mark A. Johnston. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. I had an amazing time yesterday, and and uh, it's, uh, you know, baseball in full swing. I feel alive again. <laughs> well, I was going to say, these are the two longest days in the baseball season. The two yes, days after the All-Star game, just kind of waiting for Friday, just waiting yep. for those games to start again. But yeah, uh, first of all, before we get too far in, I do want to mention we are going to get back on our regular schedule soon. I took some time off. Uh, obviously, Mark was working the All-Star game. He was very busy here the last couple of days, so we're a little bit late. Also, our new Hardcastle and McCormick rewatch pod is mm-hmm. taking up a bit of our time, so we're 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 working on it. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so this is going to be a little bit different episode. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, Mark has been uh, been at the All Star Game this year, so he's got some stuff to talk about, including some stuff that he got to do that was kind of fun. Uh, but before we do that, let's get into our BP segment, which does have some All Star stuff as well. So uh, let's get right into it. Uh, if you're ready to go, Mark, I'm ready. All right. So, first of all, let's get some non-All-Star stuff out of the way here first. Yankees made a change over the, uh, over the All-Star break with their batting coach. We did. And did you see who they, who they hired? I did. As their new batting coach? The mayor himself. That's right. Yeah, so Sean Casey is going to be leaving MLB Network to be uh, the Yankees hitting coach. I mean, I guess if you're a baseball player, these things, you do, you don't lose knowledge like I do. Like, you tell me something yesterday, I'm probably not going to remember it today. But, right, you know, he's been sitting in the studio for a couple of years now. <laughs> and the Yankees are like, hey, yeah, come on and uh, we're the Yankees. Just be our betting coach. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, they probably heard some good analysis on television and thought, hey, this guy can help us. Yeah, you know, I actually watched a video of his doing some hitting stuff with Jeff Francoeur because I'm been, I've am i been taking some lessons, some some batting lessons to help me with my league. And so I was watching him and, and trying to incorporate some stuff. But he's been, uh, he's been on the MLB network since he retired in 2008. So, I mean, that's a long time that wow. he is. <laughs> yeah, it's been a bit. I don't know. Maybe he's giving lessons on the side. Maybe he's ready to go. Maybe he's been working with the Yankees. I mean, the MLB Network is in New York, so I don't know. Maybe he's been close to them. I like the choice, though. I like it. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, some other non-All-Star related stuff uh, before we get too far. New movie about the Negro Leagues. I think it's already out. I, I think it was in select theaters, and then it's going to be released, I think, digitally. I, I'm not exactly sure. It's called The League, not to be confused with the uh, FX TV series The League, which is actually one of my favorites, despite the fact it centers around fantasy football, something I don't know anything about. This movie covers how the Negro Leagues were established, how they grew through not just good baseball, but also advertising and and marketing during segregation. It also highlights uh, some of the relationships that fans had with Negro League baseball and how it eventually helped to change society for the better 
until the last couple of years, uh, arguably. <laughs> but uh, it also talks about how black players helped with the game's growth in Japan in the 1920s when they were touring through Asia. So I'm excited for that. I'm not exactly sure where you can find this, but just keep an eye out for it. Uh, we'll probably mention it again here when we figure it out, but it's called The League. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Major League Cricket is starting here in the United States, Mark. I'm very excited. No way. I did not know that. Yeah. So, well, I mean, you better get on board because the Seattle Orcas are right in the thick of it. Oh, that sounds actually, that sounds really cool. The uh, The season is about to get underway. It is really just a tournament here this first season, and it is all taking place in Texas. So if you're not in Texas, you're kind of out of luck in terms of uh, Major League Cricket. It's all going to be being played at an old uh, baseball stadium that they've converted into a cricket ground. There are six teams in this inaugural season. There are the aforementioned Seattle Orcas. I get the name, okay? The San Francisco Unicorns. Which, you know, I get That's it. It's interesting. I okay. get it. You know, it's San Francisco is known for uh, known for certain uh, groups of people. I, I get it. I understand it. I, I'm not sure about the merch. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to a home game because I will be going to this. The Washington Freedom, kind of lazy on that name. Mm-hmm. The uh, Los Angeles Night Riders. Okay. Cool. You thinking kit, right? Yeah. But uh, actually, this is named after my favorite team in the Indian Premier League, the Calcutta Knight Riders. Ah, OK. So it's uh, I mean, maybe Hasselhoff shows up. Maybe they do a cross promotion. I would hope they would. Actually, that's a good you know, even though that's not what this is named after. It's a good cross promotion there. The M.I. New York, which literally means the Mumbai Indians, New York. Oh, that's and that is Indians, not as in indigenous people, but literally people from from India. India. Yeah, Yeah. that is the name (laughs) of one of the uh, team from Mumbai in the Indian Premier League is called the Mumbai Indians. So I guess they are partnering with this team and came up with a really crappy name for them. Nice. (laughs) And then finally, the uh, Texas Super Kings. They have one of the guys that I really like on that team. They have Dwayne Bravo. I believe he's from the West Indies. And if I could best describe him, he is a mixture of David Ortiz and Fernando Tatis Jr. Like, first of all, he's a mountain of a man. That's where I get the David Ortiz. He has got the beard. Uh, He wears a lot of jewelry when he, when he is playing. And he is so macho. It's so macho that uh, when he is batting, he does not wear a helmet because he wants to show off all that bling. But he's a big guy. Uh, He's kind of a a, a three true outcomes kind of guy for cricket, right? Yes. (laughs) He either uh, hits a a, a six or he's going to, you know, probably swing and miss or uh, pop up. But uh, I am very excited about Major League Cricket. I I mean, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know I'm a big cricket fan. So very excited about that. Now, those of us that don't necessarily uh, understand the ins and outs of cricket, uh, what what would be a suggestion to learn to, to understand the game? I don't know. Watch it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, watch it and take notes. Damn. That's how that's how I learned it. I watched it. Yeah. Go on YouTube. I'm sure there are plenty yeah. of explainers. Uh, Google it. There are plenty of explainers. I don't know everything about it. Every way that they bowl the ball, they throw it, 
in different ways and it lands in different spots in the pitch before, you know, where it bounces and then the, the batter will swing the, the bat at it. Those are all called different things. You know, that's where you get the googly and, and some of those weird, uh, weird names. I don't know all that. The positions off leg, off stump, all that stuff. No idea what it means, but <laughs> okay. I know how you score. I know how you get people out. I know, I know, you know, like 80% of it. I can watch and fully understand what's going on. I just don't know all the strategy. So gotcha. very excited about that. Let's get into a couple of all-star things before we get to your experience at the all-star, just some BP related all-star stuff. Uh, first of all, the draft was held. The major league baseball draft was held there in Seattle during the all-star break. A couple of familiar names were drafted. First of all, Kyle Karos out of UCLA was drafted in the fifth round. He as you can probably guess, is the son of Eric Karos. Yes. National League Rookie of the Year in 1992 with the Dodgers. Played, uh, what, most of his career with the Dodgers, right? And, but didn't he end up in Chicago with the White Sox or somebody as well? I don't I don't remember exactly where he was, but... Something like that. I mean, I'm sure we can probably find out. I mean, this is, this, is, this kind of stuff is helpful when you're doing <laughs> the Immaculate Grid. Uh, let's see. He came up with the Dodgers. Oh, and then he ended up in the, with the Cubs for one year before, of course, uh, doing his all-players do finishing with one partial season with the A's. Yes. Good for him, though. His, uh, his son has been drafted. Also, this is a guy who I watched several times this year while I was watching college baseball. Homer Bush Jr., You'll never guess oh. who his father is, first of all. Uh, Homer Bush Jr. Um, Tony Womack. Oh, oh okay, yeah. <laughs> no. uh, Homer Bush Jr., he was taken in the fourth round by San Diego. Of course, Homer Bush had a career with the Yankees, the Blue Jays. Uh, he was part of that deal with Toronto that sent Roger Clemens to New York. But he was from uh, Grand Canyon University there in Phoenix. I watched them because they're a real good baseball team. So I would watch, uh, I'd watch quite a bit of them uh, during college baseball season. Uh, some other things. Let's get to the home run derby. So the father-son home run derby championship seal has been broken. It's finally yes. been done. 16 years apart, but of course, Vlad Jr. won the crown this year. He was eight years old when uh, Senior won the title in the All-Star game that was uh, at, uh, what is it now, uh, I Pack Bell Park, I think, when <laughs> when it was there. But in San Francisco, I don't think this is going to be replicated for a long time. No, no, you're probably right there. What, were the fielders both in one? Cecil and Prince, were, were they both in one? Not together, obviously. But no, I, I don't know. I'm sure somebody will tell us one way or the other. It seems like they probably were. But yeah, I, I, I think that's going to be a tough one to I, I mean it we've had three father sons play at the same time I believe right the the Griffies the Reigns and then uh what we George Diggins wasn't it we did an episode on them like a month like or that, so yeah. ago yeah so uh and I think there there actually might have been one or two more but I don't see this happening for at least another 16 years no no you're right there one thing I thought was pretty cool during the All-Star uh, Home Run Derby was, you know, players use custom bats during the Derby. I think that's great. It's like, they, you know, when players get to wear custom shoes, I like it. They get to express their personality. But I noticed that there was a lot of players that looked like they were using their gamers. I thought that was pretty cool, to be honest. 
Absolutely. You know, when I'm playing MLB The Show, I never use those bats with all the stupid pictures on them because I want to look like a baseball player. When you go up there <laughs> swinging like a candy cane, great, go for it. Express yourself. But I just like the, the look of a regular bat. That was that was something I took away from that. But, yeah, no, no, I thought that was pretty cool, too. Uh, how about Adley Rutschman? He didn't get out of that first round, but how just badass was it? For him to, in the middle of his round, say, oh, yeah. hey, you know what? I've seen enough batting left-handed. I'm going to now smash some yeah. dongs from the right side. That was cool. That was so cool. I love that. And his dad was throwing to him, and yep. he just had his, like, reading glasses on the back of his jersey. I mean, <laughs> he just needed some, like, old-school New Balance tennis shoes and, like, some cargo pants, and he would have been full dad mode. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed it too. I thought, I thought it was fun to watch Adley, this new young star out there. And, and, uh, when he switched sides, I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so let me, let me get your opinion on this. I think you know where my opinion is going to land as soon as I tell you this. What did you think of the all-star game jerseys? Uh, I actually, I, re- I rather liked them. Now I know where you're going to go with this. It's like Nike and MLB had a meeting, (laughs) scheduled it, flew in from the four corners of the globe. And they're like, all right, let's take the absolute worst aspects of the City Connect jerseys, which are already garbage. And let's put them all together into an all-star jersey so that we don't show fans the players wearing the jerseys of their own teams. Right. That was the plan. <laughs> oh, you were in that meeting and you didn't tell yeah. me? Come yeah, you didn't on. know that? I, th- I honestly thought you dialed in. No, so come on. I mean, baseball jerseys, I don't know if I'm just in the minority here. I think they are some of the, well, I don't think they're some of, I think they are the coolest jerseys in sports. I agree with you. I love, I'm go look in my closet. I probably have 25 plus jerseys and they're not all A's jerseys either. I love baseball jerseys. I love the way they look. I love the way you wear them. They're just cool. And to not have players go up there in their own uniforms is disturbing to me. Plus, hmm. just the fact I didn't like, I don't like black pants on baseball players. It looks like they're playing softball. And then this uh, sea foam or whatever it was that I assume was supposed to represent the ocean or the bay, hated it. So you're saying you were kind of ambivalent about the uniforms. Yeah, I was just okay. neither neither one way or the other. Right. Yeah. So, uh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the beauty of having your own show. You can just express that opinion and uh, no one's going to do anything. Well, I mean, they could turn it off, but we all know that you know, that. we're hard to quit. We're, we're hard to quit. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. If only the the females thought that way. If only. Yeah. Don't bring that up to my wife. She's none the wiser yet. All right. Uh, I did actually forget a couple of things non-All-Star related, uh, and then we'll get to debuts. And then, Mark, we're just going to talk about what you did at the All-Star game. Some other things that uh, I forgot to mention. Somebody did something last week that was the first time it had been done in 100 years since Cletus Bonesaw McGillicuddy, and it wasn't Shohei Otani. Okay. Believe it or not. Let me in on this. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I mean, he probably did something that hadn't been done in 100 years as well. But this time, I'm, of course, talking about Ellie De La Cruz. Stole three bases on two pitches. Yes. I mean, he was the first player 
in over 100 years to steal second, third, and home in the same inning. But he did it on two pitches. Completely amazing. And you know what? I was watching this game live because I I am really enjoying him. But Joey Votto is back and mashing. And that team, the the Reds are in first place. They're a lot of fun right now, too. Uh, I will say their broadcasts are not very fun, (laughs) but the team is really fun to watch. You know, of course, I love the stolen bases and I love Joey Votto. So it's kind of a win-win for me. But that Uh was incredible. I mean, he stole second easily. Then off to third, he went, gets up off of third, throw the ball back to the pitcher. He turns his back and Ellie just takes off. It was great. I love it. Yeah, pretty impressive. He is fun to watch. And he's like eight foot nine. I know. He's just (laughs) dynamic. And he can play, you know, in a bunch of different. He's so versatile. It's just, I just love watching him. He's a lot of fun. I'm really interested to see, you know, every couple of years we get a player like this, that half a season is just incredible. And then, you know, the league catches up to him and, and let's right. see, you know, I hope he can keep doing this, but let's see. Uh, he's, I, I think he's definitely a better hitter and gets on base a lot more than, you know, Billy Hamilton has ever <laughs> been able to do. Uh, yes. But, I mean, Julio Rodriguez, he's definitely taken a step back. You know, Juan Soto is not as exciting as I think he used to be. Uh, we'll, see about, we'll see about Fernando Tatis Jr. now that he's served his suspension and he's back. He looks like he's kind of getting back to where he was before, too. So, I'm interested to see, but I really enjoy him. Yeah, a lot of young talent, and I think I see a couple sophomore slumps out there. Uh, what was the Mariner center fielder before Julio that also won the rookie of the year? Uh, Kyle Lewis. Kyle Lewis. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's in Arizona. I don't know if he's doing well or not. I never hear his name. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, I never hear it either. Uh, I was watching some NPB this week, and uh, I was I found an English broadcast, and I just I had to write this quote down as soon as I heard it. This was the quote I got from the uh, the English announcer about a player. He said, quote, he's been so good after his move out of Nippon Ham. End quotes. <laughs> <laughs> so, see, there's a reason why we call them the ham fighters when referring right. to the team, as opposed to, you know, we know that it's Nippon Ham is the sponsor and fighters is the, the nickname, but we're infinitely amused by calling them the ham fighters. Can't help it. Uh, You know, just referring to the team as Nippon Ham is so strange to me. Yeah. Elsewhere in the league, it would be like the the Buffaloes today are traveling to Nippon Ham. I mean, that doesn't make sense, right? Right. Why would would they be at Nippon Ham versus at the ballpark as well? I mean, that doesn't make sense. But it's like if we referred to teams by the sponsor on their sleeves and their nicknames. So it would be the Kroger Reds or the Motorola Padres or even the newly minted out of the All-Star break Star Insurance Yankees. Doesn't quite roll off the tongue. No, not really. That, that was a, a great quote. Chris, after his move out of Nipponham. Yes, that is classic. And I did figure out where Kyle Lewis is. Is he in Arizona still? He's he's playing in Reno. Oh, okay. Is that, I assume that's the Diamondbacks AAA club then. Yeah, I would guess so. Injury rehab or just not? No, it doesn't say he was struggling pretty good, though. Just looking at his stats before he got sent down. 
All right. Well, good luck to Kyle Lewis. He's got absolutely still young. Uh, let's see. So this show is meant to debut on July 12th. We're recording it on July 12th. I can't promise it'll get out on July 12th, but <laughs> I want to talk about a couple of debuts here that happened uh, sometime throughout baseball history today on July 12th. First of all, in 1890, unknown Lewis. Speaking of Lewis's, maybe he's related to Kyle Lewis. I don't know. 1890, though, unknown Lewis played one game. That's it. Congrats. <laughs> Uh, how about 1911? Stubby Manger made his oh, debut. <laughs> big Stubby Manger fan. I know you've got that one of one Stubby Manger autographed. <laughs> I card. do. <laughs> uh, is I think it's a relic too. I think it's got like as part of his fingernail on it or something. It's got but, a bloody flannel. Yeah. Well, he only played for one year. He was 23 years old. He played on the New York Highlanders, though. Hmm. Uh, let's see. He hit 212. And uh, didn't do a whole heck of a lot. Thusly, why he uh, only played for one year. But still, I mean, you're on the you're on the Highlanders, so you got that going for you. Uh, 1914, Steamboat Williams. Steamboat Willie. Uh, well, see now, hold up. We want to be careful. We don't want Disney to sue us. Oh, right. I was I was a little worried that they might have already gotten to Steamboat Williams. Uh, Steamboat played for two years for the Cardinals in 1914 and 1916. He was a pitcher, didn't do much. That's <laughs> kind of the theme here when we go for these kind of names. Uh, these names you'll know. 1973, Dave Parker, the Cobra, made his debut. Very nice. We just did, uh, didn't we just do an episode on, on Dave Parker a little while ago? Yeah, show 202. This is, uh, that's huh. 17 episodes ago. Not that far back. Also, 19, well, not also, but in 1987, Walt Weiss made his debut. Oh, very good. Walt Weiss, whenever I'm playing Immaculate Inning, I, I just, I try to shoehorn him in there. Like, he's, I think he only played for three teams, the A's, the Rockies, and the Marlins. Yeah, I think you're right. But I, or no, the, no, he played for Atlanta. Definitely huh. played for Atlanta, too. Um, but I try and shoehorn him in there every, every day. First thing I look for is, can I put Ricky Henderson in there? Sure. Uh, but yeah, he played for four teams, the A's, the Marlins, the Rockies, and Atlanta, so... Uh, we got that. And then in 1991, Scott Service made his debut. Well, how about that? Just mention that when a, when a current manager is, is there. Also, uh, speaking of past episodes, today in 1979, Disco Demolition Night at uh, Old uh-huh. Comiskey Park. So there's another old episode. I mean, when you're in the 220-ish episode of a podcast, you can... Most of the things we talk about, you can go reference in older ones. But that was a, an interesting one. We learned some stuff about that. Uh, all that happened today. Well, not today, if, if I don't get this out by today. But all of that happened at some point in the baseball expanded universe on July 12th. There you go. All right, Mark, let's let the ground screw come out. We got to get all these people off the field. I that's one thing I, I always marvel at during all star games or playoffs and especially the World Series uh, before you start the game. Just the sheer number of people that are on the field. Oh, man, it was unbelievable. Yeah, I'm looking down there from from the control room and I'm just like, who are these people? Yeah, there's just like half the crowd is down there everywhere. DJ Irie, though, is up in the stands. So we, we don't need he can stay there. But <laughs> uh, all right, Mark, let's talk about it. Your all-star game. This was your third, right? 
It was uh, my second to work, my third to attend. Yes. And all of them have been in Seattle. How? First of all, before we get too much into it, rank them for us. Which would? How, how do you go your favorite, second favorite, third favorite out of well, those three? My favorite would be 79 because Nolan Ryan threw two innings. And Dave Parker made that throw Dave from Parker right. Dave Parker was the yeah. throw. Yep. And I, I, it's funny because you never know with my memory. I either remember really minute details or I don't recall anything at all. And I remember that all-star game like it was yesterday. Uh, it, it was it was the most amazing time. It was me and my dad and my Uncle Don. And we are sitting on a 200 level and just got to see all these, these icons. And I look back now and go, man, I can't believe I got to see those guys play. Great. All right. So that's up at the top spot. Then yeah. you have got you've got this year's, but then you have the last one where that was Cal Ripken's kind of uh, yes. farewell. You had Tommy Lasorda taking a tumble Getting in the third down. Yeah. <laughs> and Barry Bonds trying to put catcher's equipment on him. Uh, and, and the other thing about that game is I believe there were seven or eight Mariners that were selected to that 2001 All-Star game. And I'd have to put that as number two. Okay. It's because 01 was a magical year for the Mariners. It really was. Until the playoffs. Um, I mean, let's, you know. Well, yeah. You know, if you want to think about that sort of thing. If the whole World Series thing is your goal, well, maybe it wasn't the greatest, but, you know. We played, we won a lot of games that year. And then this year, you know, I, it still hasn't kind of uh, settled in. I had some great highlights. Um, probably worked harder than I did at any of the other ones. <laughs> if, if Julio hits a home run in that final at bat, oh. then maybe. It, it, then it becomes like legendary at that point. Yeah. All right. So I know you've got a couple of things uh, that you got to do that not everybody gets to do as if they were just a fan attending this. So you were there. Uh, let's see. You were probably there at least part of the uh, HBCU game, the futures yes. game, the celebrity game, the uh, derby, and then the and then the actual game. So walk us through your week and, and tell us some of the highlights. Yeah, no, I was there for the, uh, the, the, it was the high school game. Yep. And, uh, I worked that game and then I was at the HBCU game. For those of you that listen, normally you've heard of Mitch. Mitch worked the HBCU game. He's my other, the, the other half of the, uh, tandem of, of, uh, running the. He's the other half with less hair, but better hair. Well, I don't know if I could. Well, I mean, he paid a lot for it, so let's... That's true. Yeah, that's true. He, he, And it, you know what? It looks real, and that's what matters. Yeah, I mean, say what you will about that spray-on hair. It looks real sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, he does well with that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's, so I got to work that... Here's, here's an interesting, fun little thing that happened at the uh, high school game. About a fourth inning, they're playing seven... But the fourth inning, one of the teams decides, well, we're going to bat 11 players now. <laughs> Been there, done that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And um, that doesn't work with our software at all. And uh, I uh, basically, I put in the batters as they came up, but I can't increase it to 11, not mid game, especially. Wait, wait, you're telling me this one doesn't go to 11. No, this does not go to 11. <laughs> no, um. The, the software didn't go to 11, and so I'm two batters behind every pitch, but we're putting up the headshot of the current batter, and it was just like, you guys, really, you're just going to change the rules and make them non-baseball rules right in the middle of a game? Give me a break. Well, it, just, was, it was pretty brutal. My comment would have been at the time, just wait till you get to the celebrity softball game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, because yeah, there... I didn't have the enjoyment of that. Oh, I remember working one of those and uh, one of the celebrities left in the middle, <laughs> but didn't tell anybody. <laughs> well, that's nice. 
these celebrities like you and me, we all got these egos. Yeah. But yeah, so that was kind of uh, leading up. And then yesterday, the game, they wanted us up there bright and early. So we had 830 call time and uh, showed up and Mitch and I carpooled because, you know, we're like that. We're cool like that. We only wanted to use one parking spot. So we go up, we go in and immediately our supervisor says, hey, go down to the field and find this person and tell them that you're available. And we're like, okay, uh, what are we doing? We normally just press buttons. And so we go, we go down, we get on the field. We're on the field. We're like, Hey, we're on the field before the all-star game. That's kind of cool. And not knowing what's to come. And, uh, we find the person we're supposed to find. They say, Oh, okay. Yeah. You guys, you're going to be on the national league. And we're like, what are we doing? Well, they were doing is they were testing how everybody runs in from the outfield down the red carpet or magenta carpet, whatever we had. So they said, uh, here's your, they gave us, assigned us each a player. And I, uh, of course, got Josiah Gray of the Nationals. So um, I was the last of course. reserve to I mean, run. Who, yeah. who the heck else would you have been? Who would you think? Does he right? have good hair? I, I, I know who Josiah <laughs> Gray is, but I don't believe he has a lot of hair. No, no, we have one little difference between us, but you well, know. yeah, that one among you have more than one. The hair <laughs> yeah. being one, but then there's another major one. Like if Charlie Blackman would have been there for from the uh, from the Rockies, yeah, you would have been if, and they wouldn't have given you Charlie Blackman. I would have written a letter. <laughs> don't push Jeff to the letter. No, 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 no. You don't want that. I, I would have needed to speak to a manager immediately. <laughs> so, so we're all standing out on the warning track and they're putting us in order, the order that uh, the players are going to run out. You know, we're kind of taking pictures and just kind of goofing off and uh, reminding each other that we're getting paid to do this. And uh, so then we go back they take us back behind the fence and they've got the whole intro thing set up, you know, this gate type thing. And they're, they're spraying the uh, smoke effects, you know, as you run out. And we're all standing in line. And I'm the last one in line because the reserves all go run out on the field before the uh, starters do. And I'm standing there and Mitch is right in front of me. And uh, Mitch was Alex Cobb, by the way. The Giants, right? Yes. And uh, it finally gets out there and they're like, okay. They're sending two of you at the same time, but, but Mark, you got to run on your own. And I'm like, of course I wouldn't have done it any other way. I would have refused, you know? Um, so they get, and they're like, and introducing Josiah Gray. And I, I get to go running out of this gate through the smoke onto the carpet, high-fiving all these kids as I run down sprint. Well, for me, it's a sprint jog all the way down uh, between third and second base and stand there in the line and wave to the crowd. It was a set. There was no crowd, but other than that, it was, you know, really cool. And we got to do that twice. It was super awesome. Oh, I mean, I, you sent me a picture of, of, of the, uh, the entrance and I was, uh, I'm not going to lie. I was impressed that you could run that long. <laughs> well, believe me, it, I had a heart attack or two on the way. Oh, and you didn't trip on the carpet either. I mean, this was a banner day for you physically. It, it was. And if you don't think I thought about tripping on the carpet on purpose, you don't know me very well. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> get, I didn't. I get upset when we uh, in my in my baseball league, if I if our dugout is on the opposite side of the field, wherever I'm playing that day, like if I get a, <laughs> I if I'm playing third, I want to be in that third base dugout because I don't want to have to keep running that far away. But congratulations right. to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. I didn't uh, 
stumble, fall, hit my face, or say anything really stupid. So uh, it was a. It was you save that a for this. You save that for the podcast. I see. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, it was really cool to get to do something like that. And and uh, when it was over, the Mariners gave Mitch and I each this cool little participation pin. It's like a uh, silver, and it has a spinning compass on it, and it's pretty neat. Oh, is it? Kind of like the uh, the necklace that Vladdy got for for winning the home run. Very similar, a little smaller. Do, yeah. Okay, but this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna take that pin and we are gonna attach it to a outrageously oversized gold chain, and that is gonna be our new Wax Packs Heroes title. <laughs> that sounds good to me, man. <laughs> All right. So you know, it was it was super busy. But it was still fun, and uh, I think my favorite moment was the Seattle crowd chanting at Otani's at bat, "Come to Seattle, come to Seattle." <laughs> yep that <laughs> that was picked up. Now that was heard, and uh, it was even mentioned on the broadcast. The thing MLB made sure to cut away from was when the crowd—not uh, all of them, but uh, some uh, some people from Oakland did their duty and they went down yes. there and uh, there was a chant of sell the team that was uh, distinctly lacking in the broadcast. They made sure to. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. I, we did get that uh, note. Not, this is not an official note. This is not Mariner's capacity, by the way. It was just something I got on text about um, in the, standing in the fifth inning and chanting sell the, sell the team. Mm-hmm. I, I was too busy to, uh, to pay attention to it. My apologies. Well, you know, somebody was definitely missing from the All-Star game this year. Uh, Stomper. Not there. The A's mascot. Oh, wow. The usual team picture of all the mascots, they are all there except for one. Really? Dragon A's fans more. Just, uh, Unbelievable. Come on, MLB. Yeah, I'm, you know, as much as Rob Manfred did with the pitch timer and some of these rules that I think have really improved the game, I hate the man with a passion. I hate the man with the passion. Well, you know he listens to the show, too, so you can tell him what you think. F*** you, Rob Manfred. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, what, what was the highlight of the well, highlight of the All-Star? Uh, was it the game itself? Was it the, uh, did you do the celebrity game? Um, what? I, I think my highlight was um, getting, to, getting to actually run out to cheers and high fives. Personal highlight in the game. Uh, like I said, I really liked when they chanted uh, "Come to Seattle" to Otani. Some good ball players and some really good plays in the outfield too that I enjoyed. Oh, I know those first two at bats. It's like, yeah, where, it how, where's this game going to go after two right. two hits? Possible home runs are robbed in in right and left. That was yeah, that was, was what cool. a great start. Yeah, you couldn't have done much better than that. All right. Well, uh, congratulations, Mark. That's three uh, three All Star games. That's, yeah, uh, it was uh, it was awesome and, and an amazing experience. And thanks to the Mariners for giving me a chance to do that. And and uh, they really ran a great game. I thought um, things went smooth, and I thought the the show was great. Well, good. Uh, I I admit I did not see all of it. Hulu uh, is not my favorite um, not my favorite platform to watch live sports on. But I was in the kitchen making dinner, so I had no choice. So uh, ah, well, I, what can you do? I did not get to see all of it, but from what I saw, it looked like it was fun. All right. Well, I hope everybody else enjoyed it, too, uh, that watched it, that was there. I don't know. Were, were any of our other listeners there? If you were, let us know. Uh, otherwise, just let us know, hey, what did you think? 
How did it stack up? How awful were the uniforms? <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, I th- there, there we are. All-star game 2023. Put a bow on it. Excited for the second half. Very, very much. All right. So uh, that's going to wrap up the main segment of the show. This is normally the portion where we go and we listen to some really cool music. And uh, that music tells us that it's time for Wax Packs Heroes. But we're going to do something a little bit different because it's the all-star game. We're going to we're going to mix it up a little bit today. We're not going to do second best. We're not going to do Wax Packs Heroes. We're going to do a a little thing here. We're going to do our own version of the Immaculate Inning. We're going to do it live and see what we can come up with. We are not going to cheat. We're not going to be using the computer uh, until we're absolutely done, and then we'll check it to make sure that we're good. We're not going to do any counting stats. All I've done is I've put all the team names into a list randomizer. Uh, I actually put 31 in there. I've got the Nationals, but I've also got the Expos. Ah, good, good. Kind of switch those up. So if the Expos comes up, it's got to be somebody that played with the Expos. So we're going to do this. If you don't know how to play this game, go listen to last week's show or just go and and Google Immaculate Inning. We had a lot of listeners uh, after last week's show reply to us how, uh, one, if they already had been playing, how they're obsessed like I am, or two, thanking us for, for pointing it out because it is just, it is just so up our alley. (laughs) It's perfect. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So my average is eight, you know, I probably get all nine, two or three times a week, but I I usually miss one. And it's usually in those darn counting stats. I I just, I'm no good at them. And I also cannot remember pitchers names, Ah, (laughs) but I also go for the, uh, you know, I used Rick's shoe, this last week, I, you know, I like to go for those, uh, those, uh, get that score. Uh, they, they give you a score as to how, you know, common your answers were. I, I like to get those. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the coolest thing about it. It's like, Hey, nobody else said that. Jeez. Yeah. Well, you know? one time, uh, let's on one of them and it might've been Rick shoe. I got a 0.00. <laughs> it was correct, but apparently I was the only person that answered Rick <laughs> so I was pretty proud of that. But uh, yeah, keep sending us. Uh, we've got a couple of listeners that have been sending us their results. Feel free to, man. We're on uh, probably Facebook or Threads is probably the best way to reach us right now. But uh, yeah, if you feel if you want to send us your results or, or whatever, feel free to if you're proud of your grid that day. So, all right, I've thrown this into the randomizer. What I'm going to do, I'm going to hit this button. And uh, we're just going to take the, uh, how about we do this? The top three, the teams that come in one, two, three, they're going to be the three teams along the top. And then the bottom three teams will be the ones along the side. Okay. And then from there, we'll, we'll work this out in real time. All right. So I'm going to hit the button here. Okay. So along the top, we've got, it's kind of National League centric here. Uh, the first team is going to be the Nationals, not the Expos, but the Nationals. Then the Giants and then the Pirates. So those are our three teams along the top. The bottom three teams here that are going to be along the side, we've got the White Sox, the Astros, and the Rays. So we're going National League up top, American League down the side. So again, if you're not familiar with this, we need to come up with a player that played on both teams where they meet on this grid. And uh, you only get nine shots, nine guesses. So if you miss one, you're not going to get the immaculate inning. 
But uh, <laughs> now I have a problem whenever an expansion team comes up. <laughs> Because I either remember their initial roster of the first year they were in the league or their current roster. The stuff in between uh, always gets a little bit uh, fuzzy for me. But uh, I'm going to leave the Astros. You're going to have to do a lot of the heavy lifting on the Astros. Yeah, I should be okay on that one. Okay. And and pitching uh, and Latin names, especially Latin pitchers, I cannot remember. You know, we can throw Edwin Jackson in several of these probably. You can only use a, a player once. And unfortunately, uh, Ricky was not on any of these teams. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And he was on almost every team. Yeah. Now, I do see one that uh, I believe we can knock right off. The Astros and the Giants. How about Kenny uh-huh. Lofton? Sure. I was going to say Steve Finley. Oh, Steve. I used him this last week, but I'm pretty sure now Kenny Lofton was on the Giants, right? Or maybe we should let's go with Finley. Let's play it safe. I'm not played one year on the Giants. Yeah, I'm not sure that that Kenny was uh, we're we're playing it safe. We're going to go with with Steve Finley there. Uh, What about the Astros and the Pirates? Thinking here. So what what I do here is I just start naming random players from one of these teams. And then, uh, so let's just name random Astros players and see if we can find someone that's been on the Nats or the Giants. So since it's the Nats, we need it to be somewhat, you know, in the last decade and a half or whenever they moved from Montreal to, to Washington. Okay. So. Um, did, did Derek Bell play for the Nats? I have no idea. <laughs> or it would have been Expos, right? Yeah. No, I don't that think he did. Count. That wouldn't count. Um, geez, this is a tough one. Oh, 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 okay. Look, um, Moises Alou was originally, he was drafted and started with the Pirates. And as you know, played for the Astros. So he started, he, he played games for the Bucks Cause I don't remember that. He, he did before Montreal. And uh, I just remember a, a, like a baseball card. All right. All Something right. a minor league card. I, I'm, I mean, we can check it out later. I may be wrong. Okay, yeah, you've got to play a major league game for this. Right, I got you. All right, so we're going to put a Lou there for the Astros and the Pirates. How about the Astros and the Nats? Let's see. So uh, Nelson Cruz played for the Nats. He didn't. Oh, Nelson Cruz played for the Rays, didn't he? Did he? I'm pretty sure he did last year at some point. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. All right, so we're going to put Nelson Cruz in the Nats and Rays box. So we've we've got for the Nats, we've got White Sox and Astros remaining. And this is where I'm sure there are a million relief pitchers that have done oh, this crossover. Yeah. And I just can't remember them. And they m- might have only played for two years or, or something like that. Um, God, I'm trying to think. Oh, of you know Astros. who we. Oh, how about instead of Alou? How about Doug Drabeck? That's a for sure. Oh, absolutely. There you go. In case I'm wrong. Yeah, I, I literally have no recollection of of uh, Philippe uh, Philippe Lou, <laughs> Salou playing for the Pirates, but I don't doubt you. But I know Drayback. That's a, that's a given. Okay. Uh, let's see. So we've got Astros and Nats. I'm trying to think. Did Casey Kendale play for the Nats? No. Oh, again, that would have been the Expos. Yeah, he played, definitely he played for franchise. the Expos. Yeah, it's like I, I'm trying to think of Astros from like the 86 team that, <laughs> that the Mets couldn't defeat, except for uh, they got lucky in the playoffs. But there, nobody there is going to have played for the Nats. Right, yeah. God, I don't know. 
Oh, Yvonne Rodriguez played for the Nats, but he didn't play for the Astros nor the White Sox. No. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on. Let's just start. Uh, we haven't don't have anybody in the White Sox list here. So we got White Sox that played for the Nats, Giants, or Pirates. Uh, Lance Johnson, the one dog. <laughs> one dog. <laughs> well, I always remember. I don't think he played for any of them. Don Paul. Oh, did Don, oh, Don Paul play for the Pirates? Hey, wait, we've got um, White Sox and Giants, right? Yeah, we've got that hole open. You mentioned Kenny Lofton earlier, right? Yeah. He played for the White Sox for a short while, and I remember that because I wasn't real happy about it, and we know he played for the Giants. All right. I, again, have no recollection of him playing for the White Sox, but I'm going to put that down there. So, uh, okay. All right, so we got four. Almost halfway through, we got White Sox, Nats, Astros, Nats, White Sox, Pirates, and then Rays, Giants, Rays, Pirates. Let's see, did Bartolo, so Bartolo played for the Nats, and the, oh, he played for the White Sox too, didn't he? I believe so. Oh, wait, no, Bartolo played for the Expos, or did he? He played for the Expos, but did he play for the Nats too? Good question. Um, I, for some reason, see him in a Nats jersey. We'll write it down. We're not going to lock it in just yet. I'm sure our listeners are yelling at us, but. uh, Yeah, I don't remember him as a national. That's a tough one, though, because I know you're right. He was an Expo. Tim Raines never played for the Nats, right? He played for the Expos, but he didn't, like, at the end of his career, come back. No. Chad Wallach? I think that was Expos. I got a lot of wow. Expos. <laughs> okay, so I thought of a, a Pirates Astros, but we, we already have one, right? Yeah, we've got one, but who, who we got Doug Dre back, but you have a better one? Dale Barra. <laughs> well, I remember the, the baseball cards. Boy, you want to put in a 0.01 answer. There you go. <laughs> Dale Barra, yeah. So true. Yep. Let's focus on the White Sox and Pirates, because that one should be relatively easy. You would think. Uh, let's see. Steve Bouchel. I don't think he was on the White Sox. Oh, I think I got. I think I think I've got. I we need to we need to talk this out. White Sox Pirates. Bobby Bonilla. Boom. Because I believe we learned during Wax Packs Heroes at some point during this four-year run that he came up with the White Sox. I'm fairly right. certain. You are absolutely correct. All right. Bam. I remember talking about that. And I remember thinking that was weird because I never, I had never heard of yeah, it. Yeah, I had neither. Yeah, I, I am fairly certain that that was the White Sox. And this is what I like to do. I like to put 80s and 90s players. That's basically what I go for. Uh, unless I need to do an expansion team. <laughs> uh, all right. So we're, I, I think we are, we're at five locked in six. The cologne for the Nats is still in question. Uh, so we still got Nats Astros and then Rays Giants and Rays Pirates. Oh, Rays Giants, Evan Longoria. Ooh. I mean, obviously that's a player that's still playing, but we're dealing with the Rays here. So I'm going to take it. Absolutely. So we've got Rays, Pirates, and Nats and Astros are our two that we don't have a name for yet. I'm embarrassed that I haven't come up with a Nats Astros. I'm a little embarrassed for you as well, but yeah. uh, we'll still keep chugging along here. And if we can come up with another White Sox Nats, because I am not convinced 
that Bartolo Colon played for either of those teams at this point. This is the second <laughs> guessing is what really gets you. Didn't maybe I I brought this up earlier, but didn't Moises Alou play for the Nets? Like for a little while. Again, I can picture him in a Nats jersey, but I can picture can picture Bartolo Colon in a Nats jersey too, and I'm not sure about it. <laughs> but I think I think Alou's a good pick for that. Okay, because we, we scribbled him out because we went with Drebeck for the Astros Pirates. So if we put right. Alou. All right, if I, I feel pretty confident with that. I think he was on the Nats. I'm pretty sure. I'm a little bit of an Alou fan. So. All right, let's lock that in. So we still got Ray's Pirates, and then we're still not sure Bartolo Colon for the White Sox and Nats. Okay, so lefty reliever. Um, and I remember he was on the Mariners, Matt Thornton, and he I couldn't stand him because it was like he gave up three hits every time they brought him in. Um, and they dealt him to the White Sox. Um, and I'm, I'm sure he pitched for the White Sox in the, in the majors. And then I saw him like a year or two later. And I remember thinking, oh, well, the White Sox didn't stick with him either. And I think he was on the Nationals. If so, you think, how strong are you? Uh... I'm pretty sure. It, for some reason, it's a good memory. It's, it's something that's a solid memory for me. I remember just for whatever reason thinking, oh, there he is. Huh? I guess the White Sox weren't as happy. Because there was an article about how happy the White Sox were about getting him. And I was like, I guess they weren't as happy as they thought they was gonna they were gonna be. <laughs> okay, so Matt Thornton, right? Thornton. Not Thor- Thornton. Thornton. All right, yes. so we're gonna scratch out Bartolo. We're gonna lock it's in the Matt Mariners Thornton. forever and was terrible. Okay. All right. Well, then we're down to our final square, which is the Rays and the Pirates. Oh God, that's a tough one. At least for me. Um, I have had. I've had stuck in my mind G-Man Choi. I know he was I know he's been on the Rays. Mm-hmm. I think he was until this year. I I think he came up with the Pirates or so I can just I can see him in a Pirates uniform. I th- is he playing think, this year? I don't know. I'm assuming he is. I don't know where he is. But I, I just I remember I, that the Rays like released him, I think, or something. Well, yeah, I was, disappointed. I was Okay, just give me a second here. I was watching I was watching a, a Pirates game because Brian Reynolds and I thought Choi or there was a Choi on the team. And I think there's only one Choi, right? I don't, I don't know. Maybe on the Pirates right now. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Again, I can see him in a Pirates uniform, whether it's just me imagining him or not. I don't know, but we're, we're also getting to our self-imposed time limit here. So yeah, let's. Let's if we Choi, if we don't have sense. a yeah, if we don't have a better option, we should just lock in G Man Choi. It just sounds right for some reason. All right, we're gonna lock in G Man Choi, and that is that has completed our uh, completed our immaculate inning here. So let's go through these now, and uh, let's okay. look. So we're gonna start off uh, in the top left. We're gonna go Nats and White Sox. This was the other one that we had a lot of consternation about, and you came up with Matt Thornton. Yes. All right. Matt Thornton definitely on the White Sox and uh, and on the Nationals. Okay. Uh, White Sox 20, 2006 through 2012 and the Nationals 2014 and 2015. So okay. very nice. I would have never. Let's just for, for fun here. Uh, did Bartolo. Bartolo was our other answer there. Uh, let's see if he was on the Nats. 
Um, he was, I mean, we knew he was on the Expos, but no, he was not on the Nats. Okay. So that's good. You saved us there. All right. Next we go, uh, White Sox Giants. We got Kenny Lofton. I think we're, I don't remember him as a, as a giant per se, but I think we're pretty confident in that. Uh, let's see. Kenny Lofton, San Francisco for one year and the White Sox for one year. Boy, okay. Kenny Lofton played 10 years in Cleveland. Then he played for Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Philadelphia, Atlanta, Texas, the Dodgers, the Cubs, the Yankees, Houston, and the White Sox for one season or less. <laughs> a 17-year career where in Cleveland, 10 years, everywhere else, just a one season or part of one season. All right, so we're good there. Next, we got White Sox, Pirates, and Bobby Bonilla. Now, this is the one where we're pretty sure that Bonilla came up yeah, we with mentioned the White Sox. And there it is, 1986. is a rookie, 75 games with the White Sox. He was traded that year, his rookie year, to the Bucks, But that doesn't matter. He, he appeared in a major league game for Chicago, the White Sox and the Pirates. So we're good there. All right, next we go down to the Astros. This was your uh, this was your sweet spot. We've got the Astros and the Nats, and uh, we came up with Moises Alou. And indeed, mm-hmm. he did not play for the Washington Nationals. No, no. He okay. played for the Mets, the Giants, the Cubs, the Astros, the Marlins, and then the Expos, and then he came up with Pittsburgh. I wonder if I was, I must have been thinking. All right, so we, we missed out there, so we're down yeah, one. Bad. Uh, next, we got Astros and Giants. We've got Steve Finley. I, I, not, I don't even need to look that one up, although I'm going to, just because we want to be correct. Uh, Steve Finley, let's see, Astros and Giants, uh, one year with San Francisco and then six with the, uh, I'm sorry, six with the Diamondbacks, uh, four with Houston. So that one's good. Next, we've got Astros and Pirates, Doug Drabeck. We know that one's correct. Uh, then we've got Rays and Nats. We've got Nelson Cruz, which I'm pretty confident in this one. Uh, Nelson Cruz, Washington and Tampa Bay. Yes, one year apiece. Uh, next, we've got the Rays and the Giants. We went with Evan Longoria. I know that one is correct. And then our last one. This is the one that we we had the most trouble with. The Rays and the Pirates. And we went with G-Man Choi. And oh, you're right. G-Man Choi is with the Pirates right now. I kind of thought that, but I wasn't positive, so I didn't want to sound like I knew what I was talking he about. He came up with the Angels in 2016. I would have never guessed. And then he went to the Yankees. I, I huh. do not remember him on either of those teams. Then he went to Milwaukee before a five-year stretch in Tampa. And then this year, he is in Pittsburgh. But that one is good. So we got eight out of nine. We got right on my average. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, well, I love this game. I really do. Uh, I'm not sure that it's going to replace Wax Packs Heroes because there's no real uh, competition here. But maybe once in a while we'll throw this in. Hopefully some of you uh, maybe paused this when we read the teams and filled it out. Curious to know how many you got and uh, could you beat our time? Uh, yeah. 
we were milling about a lot of the time remembering people in jerseys they never wore. But <laughs> there you go. Uh, there is our immaculate inning. Uh, you know, I think we still got all three outs. Uh, it's just there might have been a, a, a hit in there in between. That's it. Yeah. There you go. We still did pretty well. All right. So that's going to start to wrap up the show. We appreciate it. Uh, Happy All-Star break to everybody, to those who celebrate. Um, If you want more of us, you can find us on the uh, internet. We're on social media pretty much everywhere, at Two Strike Noise. We are on threads now uh, in terms of social media. That will probably be where we get most of our, we're doing most of our posting there on Facebook. Uh, I'll still check the bird app every now and then, but I avoid that now like the plague. And uh, you can uh, also find all the links down in the show notes as well as our email address, Mark. You can just spell it out and you can write to us to strike noise, no spaces, at gmail.com. Now, I do want to mention when I was watching the All-Star game, they'd had a, I don't know if it was a blimp or a drone shot above the stadium. And it just happened to be when uh, there were two strikes on the batter. And I saw on the big screen a two-strike noise animation. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. So uh, thank you very much, uh, Seattle, for the uh, little hat tip there to the uh, to your favorite baseball history podcast. That's right. We appreciate it, Mirrors. That was really cool to do during the All-Star game. Really. You can admit you reached over and pushed that button, I'm sure. I, I did. No one saw me. They weren't paying attention. I said, this one says 2SN. I'm pressing it. So, <laughs> All right, so that'll do it for this week. Uh, show 219 in the bag. We hope to see you next week uh, when we do it all again on another episode of Two Strike Noise. Thank you. God bless you. Have a great day. Have a great day.